welcome to Stay at Home, Mom, with your illustrious host, Leslie Goodgesell, mother to six beautiful daughters, wife to an amazingly hardworking and supportive husband, homeschooler, and homesteader in the making. Join me on this journey, this blessing of what motherhood looks like. what an assumption is? I mean, it's a word that we've often used. I think we've all heard it. I think we've all used it. I think we've all had a general idea of what an assumption is and how it affects our life. But do we really know how much it actually affects our relationships with people? Well, that's what we're going to talk about this week on Stay at Home Mom. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Stay at Home, Mom. I'm so glad that you're here with me. I have a story to tell you because I'm full of stories, right? (laughs) All of these things in my life that happen are all interactions and fun stories to share. So James and I had something come up where a part on his vehicle broke and we weren't sure how expensive it was going to be. Well, around that same time, I had a friend share this amazing testimony with me about how the Lord had provided for them steps ahead before they even got to the point of their need. And once they were at that point, everything just lined up perfectly. And it was answers to prayers that they hadn't even yet prayed. It was so amazing. And it encouraged my faith and it built me up. And so when we have this trial coming against us, he's like, I don't know what we're going to do. And I look at him and I say, we're going to stand on faith and we're going to trust that Yahweh is going before us, that he knew that this was going to happen and he has a plan. And we're going to lean on that. We're going to trust in his word and we're going to lean into him and believe that it's going to work for our good. And James is like, okay, that's what we're going to do. So we're all fired up. This is what we're doing. Well, a little bit later in the day, I go to cut his hair because that's what all wives do, right? Please don't tell me I'm the only wife that saves the $30 every three weeks to cut my own husband's hair. So I'm cutting his hair. And as I'm cutting, he says, well, I'm probably going to have to borrow your van for a couple weeks. And I was like, whoa, whoa, wait, what? what?" He's like, I'm probably going to have to borrow your van for a couple weeks, you know, while I'm waiting to get the truck fixed. And I'm like, I thought we were trusting the Lord to meet our need. Are we not doing that anymore? Are we not believing that he is going to be steps ahead of us? And James was like, well, yeah, but I'm still going to need a vehicle to drive while my truck isn't drivable. And I was like, well, what? Okay, I, uh, hmm, this doesn't make any sense to me because I feel like if we're standing in faith and we're believing for this thing, then that means that the Lord isn't going to take something away from me to fill the need. Does that make sense? And James was like, well, yeah, but I don't understand. I was like, no, no, no. No, we're either going to stand in faith or we're not standing in faith. Are we standing in faith or are we going to waver? And he he just got quiet. Well, little side note about me, when I'm passionate about something, I can tend to be a little overbearing. I know, I know. Big shocker. None of you are surprised, I'm sure. (laughs) So I feel like I may have been a little overbearing in how I approached that situation and how I handled it. Hours later, James and I are finishing up our dinner and we're talking and we're reading a specific scripture together and it's, it gets a little uncomfortable. And so we stop and we're discussing things. And the topic of me not being a safe space came up. And I was like, what? 
what are we talking about? What is happening? I thought we, I thought like our big main like marital issues have already been dealt with. But you saying that I'm not safe, like that's a big deal. Like that's a really big thing. Why do you feel that way? So we started talking and getting into the nitty gritty of things, like expecting one another to respond a certain way or, or well, you know, when I say this, you act like this and blah, 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 blah. And you, it, you know, when you get into those discussions and it can kind of seem like accusatory, I just sat there silent, which is very abnormal for me. I'm sure you, you believe that too. <laughs> and, and I said, wait a minute, can you give me an example of when this has happened? And he said, yeah, earlier earlier it happened. I'm sitting here trying to process my thoughts verbally and you shoot me down. I can't even process my thoughts without you trying to correct me or telling me that I'm wrong. And I I can't even completely like fully describe how I felt in that moment when he said those words, but I sat there in silence. My heart wasn't hurt. My ego wasn't hurt. I wasn't like emotional about it. But my spirit was mourning because I thought, I don't understand where the disconnect is. So I put my hand on his arm and I said, I am so sorry that I made you feel that way. And this is a problem. This is a problem we actually need to like deal with and we need to like work out, right? And he kind of looked at me because <laughs> I'm usually much more animated, but I was so serious. <laughs> I was so serious. Even like looking back right now, I'm like, wow, I was really serious in that moment. (laughs) I had this moment of clarity that I don't think I've ever had, except for maybe two other times in our marriage. And I just looked at him and I said, we have assumptions about each other. I am assuming that when you are talking through those things, when you are processing your thoughts out loud, that you are actually doubting and wavering in your faith. My assumption is that you're negative and not positive. And my assumptions have led me to respond the way that I have. And oh my gosh, I am so sorry. Can you please forgive me? And my husband just sat there and looked at me and he's like, what are you talking about? So I kind of ran through this whole process of disagreements or uncomfortable conversations that we've had have always resulted in like two or three different responses from both of us. It was like the veil was torn, my eyes were opened, and I realized how much our past, you know, even if you try to not bring baggage into a relationship, and this isn't just with your spouse, this is with friendships, this is with your kids, you know, like learning how to interact as a parent and a child. It's with coworkers. It you literally encounter this with every relationship, but you're bringing baggage in. And this baggage isn't necessarily like a heavy, like weigh you down, make you miserable kind of baggage. This is more like a, I have this idea of how people are going to respond based on how everybody's responded in my past. And and that makes me assume that if I say this thing, you're going to do this. If I do this thing, you're going to think that. These assumptions actually dictate how we interact with one another, how we perceive each other. And in the moment of me realizing this and my eyes being open and me asking my husband for forgiveness, and that was like the most sincere apology. The only thing I could have done other than just asking for for his forgiveness was to just start bawling my eyes out. But I wasn't emotional about it because my spirit was grieved. I had this like complete mental clarity. 
that I am limiting who you are based on my assumptions of who you are. Now, our assumptions lead us to having specific expectations. I don't think that expectations are necessarily horrible, like we can expect somebody to follow through when they say they're going to, but assumptions of how they are going to follow through, how they're going to say the thing that they want to say, how they're going to respond, whether or not it's the way we want them to, those assumptions actually entrap them. And that's what I had done to my husband for years. Oh my gosh, for years. And I felt horrible. I had no idea I was doing it. I didn't. It was totally one of those things that is just is part of who we are and we don't recognize it because it's not super often that we're taking account of everything that we do and everything that we say and everything that we think and every interaction that we have and every time our feelings get hurt. Like we're not thinking like, oh, well, why did that hurt my feelings? Sometimes we do that, but not every single time. And in this moment, I realized I have limited the work of the Lord in my husband's life by creating these assumptions of how he's going to respond. And he's actually done the same thing to me. And so as I'm describing all of this, and all of this is just kind of pouring out of me, (laughs) my husband's like, I guess I have been doing that with you too. (laughs) Poor James. (laughs) What it's like to be married to me. He just kind of sat there for a minute and was kind of absorbing it like I was. And he's like, but how does that, like, how do you change that? Like, what does that look like if you don't do that? I just stopped and I was like, I don't really know because this is just like coming to me and it's just kind of coming out of me as we're talking about these things. But I feel like it means instead of reacting to things, we just need to take the time to pray before we respond. So it's really quick for me to correct you when you say, well, you know, I'm probably going to have to borrow your van. Whoa, our faith says the Lord's not taking anything else away from us. Our faith says that he's providing for something that we needed. And he knew that we were going to need it before we did. So that doesn't actually like involve removing something because something's already been removed. (laughs) The truck, the truck's not working. We need to repair the truck. So why is my van going to be stripped for me? That doesn't make sense. So instead of me saying that, it would have been wiser and more conducive to the conversation for me to be like, hey, can you explain your thought process behind what you're saying? Because it sounds to me like your faith is wavering. And if that's not the case, I need to understand you better because it sounds this way. And if it's not, I want to understand. So that was so eye-opening and it was such a game changer. I don't know if it impacted James as much as it did me, but I'm going to be so honest. That happened a couple months ago and the Lord actually in that time, (laughs) so the part that he needed to repair on his truck was actually the rear axle, which is not an easy part to repair. They're very heavy. They're very difficult. And they're also very expensive. So we were praying that the Lord would provide a way for him to be able to get this done. All right. Fast forward, blah, blah, blah. He's working on his truck. And I notice he is literally out there all day in the same spot. And when I say all day, I mean from like 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., maybe a little later. It might have been 7 or 8 o'clock at night. He hadn't moved. He was in the same exact spot. And I was like, that's really weird. I have a million and two things going on at all times. So I don't always necessarily 
go up to him when he's working on something and be like, hey, what can I help you with? Because <laughs> I've got my own things going on. But I was praying that the Lord was going to help him figure this out and get this work done. And so I went out to where he was working and I'm like, what is going on? He's like, I have tried everything to get this part off so I can actually get to the axle. And I just sat there and looked at him. I'm like, you've been working on this all day. He said, yeah, I took like a 45 minute break for lunch. And I was like, oh my gosh. And he wasn't joking. That was not even an exaggeration. I was like, well, I feel like you could probably just put this here and you could move this like that and then it would come off. He's like, I've tried that. And he was sweating profusely because it was, you know, summer, it's August, it's hot. And I'm like, I know, but I feel like that's how it should happen. And he goes, no, I've tried it. And I said, well, maybe let me try with you. And so I grabbed like one tool and I I was doing the thing that I felt like needed to be done in this part. Just it popped off. <laughs> it popped off like it. that was its job. Its job was to jump off of there. And he was he was frustrated and relieved at the same time. And I looked at him and I said, I feel like this is this is like us with the Lord right? We are so firm in our own understanding. We are so solid in how we perceive and believe things to be. We don't want to be moved. And sometimes it has to do with like our biblical understanding. Sometimes it has to do with like understanding how to interact with people. Sometimes it has to do with our career, parenting, how to eat right, finances. It literally could be anything. And we are so firm in it. We are so unwilling to change. But when the Lord comes in with love and his perspective and he gently touches our hearts, it can completely shape us and mold us into who he wants us to be. And that's, that is exactly what it reminded me of. And my husband just looked at me. He's like, I really don't need a sermon right now. <laughs> but that's what it was to me. That's what I was seeing happening in my own life. Like I have these assumptions that you're going to you're going to be a certain way, you're going to respond a certain way. And instead of believing the worst about you, right? Because an assumption by definition is something that you accept is true without question or proof. Like you're assuming this person's identity, right? You're assuming that this person is this way. And my assumption, my, my husband, like my ideology of who he is, is that he's going to be the certain way. And that's not always who he is. It's not how he always responds. Could he have responded like that in the past? Absolutely. Here's the thing that I noticed through all of the situation with my husband is that oftentimes when we've experienced a traumatic thing, a traumatic interaction. So like you get in an argument with your husband and I know this trauma word is overused, but that's how our psyche receives the thing. It's a trauma and it imprints in who we are. So we have an argument. There are certain words said, certain responses, certain reactions, and that is embedded into that wound of trauma, right? And then it scars and that is left there because scars don't necessarily always disappear, so it creates this assumption that this is how it's going to be every single time we are in a situation similar to that. Well, then I'm not actually believing the best of my husband. I'm believing that he's always going to be a traumatic experience when I have a disagreement. And that's not true. That's absolutely not true. 
And it's absolutely not true that I respond the same way every time either. So in our creating assumptions for our spouse, we're actually limiting their ability to be better people. We are not allowing them to grow beyond a past traumatic experience we had with them or a past conversation that hurt us. We're not allowing them to be the best version of themselves when we have these assumptions and create expectations and literally draw four walls, a floor, and a roof over them and trap them in this box of who we think they are. I don't want to be that person. So that's a little bit about what the Lord's been walking me through lately. I feel like this has translated into so many different areas of my life. Now, there are certain circumstances that we're faced with when you know, we're working with other people and there are like set guidelines. Like these are the things you can expect from me, right? We have a business and in our business, we have the set of standards and policies and these things that this is our business policy. These define how we are going to respond in certain situations. And so it is right to have an expectation that that is going to be met, right? That my husband is going to fulfill his obligation and his commitment to our policy, that assumption, that expectation is a healthy one. Now, when we flip it the other way and we create this ideology that nothing's going to change, you're always going to respond that way. You're never going to be better. And I never want to be that person. So I don't know if that resonated with any of you, but I really hope that it did. Because it has completely changed my perspective. It's changed my perspective in how I'm dealing with my kids and responding to my kids and talking to them about things. The conversations that we're having are so much deeper now because I'm like, hey, I have this assumption that because you're 13 years old, you're going to respond like this. And that's the husband calling. Had to take a little break to answer that phone call. Thanks for waiting on me. (laughs) As I'm getting this revelation and walking out, out. This understanding of what assumptions are is actually impacting every relationship that I have and is helping me to have a better understanding of like where boundaries are. It's raining outside, so you can probably hear my roosters on the schoolhouse porch like crowing their heads off because for some reason they feel the need to crow and it's raining. Anyway, I feel like it is helping me to take a step back, to assess things better, to understand where healthy boundaries are. I really believe that this understanding, this revelation, this this little like nugget of wisdom that has been poured onto me, which I don't claim to have attained myself because I believe all wisdom comes from above. I believe it is like just the tip of the iceberg and understanding how we interact with the people that we love the most. And honestly, how we perceive ourselves and interact with ourselves, having a better understanding of who we are and why we say what we say and feel what we feel and allow the things in our lives that we do, I feel like assumptions play a huge role in that. So I pray that you were blessed by this today. I am so glad that you were with me. I want to remind you to build your home with your own two hands, love on your family with everything you have and embrace the day because we don't know how many we have. So we want to take every day as it comes, as if it's the last, and live it to the fullest. Don't forget to check out my affiliate links below. Every time you click an affiliate link, it puts a little bit of money into my family's pocket so we can get out of this RV and into our home a little bit sooner. You can check out Rejuva Minerals below, which is the makeup line I've used for over 10 years. They're EWG verified. 
They rank one of the highest on the Think Dirty app. They are amazing US-based company. It's the only brand I let my kids use. We are also affiliated with Not Consumed, which has some of the greatest Bible studies that you can do alone, you can do with your kids, you can do as a family. They also offer other things like games and journals. They have so many options. And now is a great time of year to be checking that out because they have all kinds of sales. If you're following me on Instagram, I have been posting some sales and stuff up there so that you can click the link and get those deals. We also have a new affiliate, Kitch, which I just found in the last few months and has been a huge game changer for our family. I love every product that we have gotten from them so far. They are a hair care product company. So they deal with everything from shampoo bars, conditioner bars, hair towels, hair accessories, clips, brushes, hair ties. I mean, a little bit of everything. They even have, I'm super excited about this because this is this is on my wish list for my birthday this month, is they actually have satin pillowcases. And I've been wanting one for a really long time because I feel like those are so much easier than wearing a bonnet at night. And if you don't have curly hair and you don't know why people wear bonnets or use satin pillowcases, it's a thing you may want to look into. <laughs> and if you use the code Leslie15, you can save an extra 15%. If you want to get in touch with me for any reason at all, because you want to chat or you have an idea for a podcast episode, I would love to hear them. You can find me at stayathomemomgoody at outlook.com. And you can also see me scrolling on the Instagram streets. I'm posting things that are happening around the homestead, things that are going on in my life. If you want to keep up to date with all of those things, that's where you can find me. I'm going to tell you how much I appreciate you joining me again. Thank you for being here and we will connect again next week.